Hello there, welcome to episode 212 of the Stuttering School podcast. And I am Daniele Rossi. You can call me Danny. This is your first time listening. I am a lifelong stutterer. <laughs> I've stuttered since, I don't know, three or three or four. I, I almost said I stuttered since three o'clock. <laughs> since my age three years of age or four years I guess four years of age well when I first started talking immediately started stuttering (laughs) anyway even though you're not hearing me stutter at all something that I mention in every episode that when I'm talking by myself for example when I'm recording an episode I don't stutter Uh, you'll probably only hear me stutter once or twice on this episode it's just one of those strange phenomena that has a logical explanation behind it like how people who stutter can't sing and every time there is someone who stutters that sings on one of those awful talent shows that i just hate to hear about constantly i'm just not a fan i'm just not a fan i mean i know many people love it and all that but everybody always marvels. Like everybody, meaning those who don't stutter, they go, oh my gosh, that's so weird. Then I get 800 emails or messages on Facebook. People saying, have you heard of this? And I say, yep, 800 other times. 799 other times. So <laughs> that's how it is. <laughs> okay, well, I started off this episode on a grouchy note. Okay, let's twisted back okay um lesson learned i'll never branch talent show reality tv again i just don't like reality tv um uh yes you're probably uh hearing noises in the background especially wind i am outside in fact i'm taking you out with me on a walk just finished dinner it is august it is Tuesday, August the 15th, 2017. Um, and I had a dinner heavy in saturated fats. <laughs> Not that it's a bad thing, right? Bit of a side note, saturated fats, good for raising testosterone levels, gives you muscles, gives you all that good stuff. Other stuff that I won't really get into. Um, but, um, you know, Good to keep exercising, burn some calories and such. Um, you know, saturated fat isn't bad for you. Just like everything else in life, everything in moderation. But that's not what this podcast is about on this episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm off to a good start at this episode. Episode 212. I'm actually going to be reading uh, listener feedback or listener comments, listener questions, questions that came in. Okay, all the blood has circulated down to my stomach, away from my brain. So, can't formulate thoughts. So, yeah, that's an airplane flying overhead. Speaking of airplane, I'll be booking a flight soon. Really excited. Be going to Quebec City, which I've mentioned in my previous episode. Uh, before going to Montreal for a stuttering conference 
that will be taking place in October. And then uh, I think it's two weeks after that, there will be another stirring conference in Toronto. So one from, uh, so the first one, the one in Montreal will be in French from the L'Association de Belgique Canada. Excuse me. And uh, the one in Toronto from the Canadian Stirring Association. So links for more information. Montreal one is ABC Begema or ABC Begema. And the one in Toronto, stutter.ca. I'll have links to them in the show notes. Now I'm in a little park. You can tell from, if you can hear my footsteps, the sounds of my footsteps. Ah, we're talking. Let me describe the scene before I get to the listener comments. Uh, Tall, tall trees, overgrowth of grass around me. There is a lake or a pond with a bunch of people um, fishing which I'm noticing lately. A lot of people are fishing, even though I'm in suburbia, living in north of Toronto. But it's good to see. Good to see people stepping away from TV screens and other types of screens and, you know, into the physical world. You know, lately, my life's been too digital. So I've been really enjoying getting back to nature. It's what we were meant to do. We were meant to be in nature. But I'm going off on tangent again and into grouchy land. So <laughs> let me say that for another day. But um, actually, actually, no, um, this does fit because when I mentioned the have to buy flight tickets, you know, I really, I mean, it really struck me how many apps are coming out now that don't involve interacting with a human um, you know when I book my, my uh, flight it's done with through an app or on a website put in the dates put in where you're leaving where you're going how many people blah 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 first class second class whatever third class no class and um, I'm just going to stop here for a second there are ducks on the pond. And that you hear is not a duck. <laughs> it's a different bird. Not sure what kind. Um, it's a very nice evening. A little bit of a breeze. And yeah, you can hear traffic. I hate it. Um, what was I saying? With these apps, yeah. Um, you know, before, I guess, internet technology, you'd have to either pluck up the courage and talk on the phone to talk to a travel agent or walk into the travel agency and uh, pluck up the courage to talk. There are other apps. Um, There's one called Ritual. Not sure if it's in the state in like or outside of Canada, but Ritual, what that does is you order food from a food court or a restaurant for pickup, like restaurants that do takeout. And through the website or through the app, you just order whatever you want through their menu, pick, 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 tap, tap, tap. I want a drink, I want this, I want that, this on the side, pick up, you can pay by Visa, now you do. Then it texts you when it's ready to pick up, it says come to us in 10 minutes, and then 10 minutes later you're there. 
you just walk up, you know, maybe at most you say your name um, and that's it. Um, there are lots of other apps like that. I just can't think of it right now. I'm going to start walking. Um, there are lots of apps like that. Just, yeah, like, like I said, I can't think of them now. Um, oh, um, customer service. <laughs> when you go to a company's website, like let's say uh, for your phone service or your internet service or your TV service or whatever service, up comes a chat window. Hi, would you like to ask us questions? So you're typing the questions. So on one hand, it's a godsend. I love it. <laughs> because of the speed, because of the, um, you know, um, you know, it's quick, right? Because websites are difficult to sometimes, you know, if they're not designed properly, you can't find the information that you're looking for or if they're not written properly, right? They're even confusing. They're not clear writing. So you end up having to dreadfully pick up the phone. <laughs> but even worse, be on hold for an hour. <laughs> So on one hand, those types of technologies that don't involve interaction at all are great because they're fast. And, you know, let's face it, who wants to stutter, right? Uh, who wants to go through all that with stuttering? You know, the embarrassment of talking and stuttering. And, or if you're not too embarrassed by your stuttering, which is what this podcast is all about, I encourage you not to um, you know, let your stuttering hold your back and your stuttering as an advantage um you know it does get tiring and i do find it for myself i just oh, do i have to advertise again i have to explain to them that i stutter well yeah because the world still needs awareness <laughs> stuttering awareness um so yeah it's good but on the other hand like i mentioned in a previous episode a few weeks back that um um Here come some ducks. And I lost my train of thought. Um, you know, when technology goes down, you know, you won't have that practice or that exposure of having spoken to people and, you know, gotten used to the idea, gotten into the habit of either practicing your speech tools or explaining stuttering or saying that you just stutter. You know, sometimes, you know, it feels embarrassing for whatever reason to, even though you, you know there's no need to be embarrassed. Um, about having a stutter or saying that you stutter um, and all that. So one day technology's gone and what do you do, right? Oh, there was a heron nearby. Heron's is a big bird. Very, very graceful looking solitary bird. I'm gonna keep walking. There's a lot of airplanes that fly over, my gosh. Um, so yeah, I was booking a train trip actually from Montreal back to Toronto. Um, and yeah, it was all through a website, which is, which was nice, right? Save me some time, right? I think it took me all about five minutes um, or even less. Actually, it took me a bit of a while because I forgot what my password was from my account. And <laughs> I had to go through that crap. Anyway, uh, let's get to the comments. So now these comments were from a while back and my apologies to the people who wrote them um, for not replying until now. Um, I really do enjoy receiving user feedback and user questions and comments. 
and I always want to read them on the air. Sometimes I don't know if I should. So from now on, I'm going to read everything that I get on the air, and I want to hear from you. Coolstutter at gmail.com is the email to write to me. But better yet, record. Record audio so I can play it. Try not to uh, rely too much on the written word. <laughs> like I did on ordering train tickets. And I will be ordering with, with plane tickets. Now, mind you, it could be argued. Well, if I'm going to be uptight about it, well, why don't I just pick up the phone and call the airplane and <laughs> the airline and say, give me these tickets. Because I like the convenience. I'm just firing up the website going on with my day. Uh, I'm a big hypocrite. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. Come on. Okay, so first comes from someone by the name of Maddie P. Uh, she writes, I am a speech pathology graduate student and have been learning how to assess and treat children and adults who stutter. I also like to listen to podcasts, and when I'm on the road, I enjoyed listening to this podcast. Thank you. During my studies, I've learned how important it is to address stuttering head-on and change the perception of stuttering, as well as knowing secondary behaviors. What are your thoughts on secondary behaviors, and how do you think it affects your fluency? Now, I might have already read this and answered it on previous episodes. You know, it's been so long since I've, like, I've been putting out episodes far apart lately. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and being in, I'm approaching middle age. So memory ain't what it used to be. Oh, look, there's another airplane flying overhead. It's an Air Canada airplane. I believe so first question what are your thoughts on secondary behavior and how do you think it affects fluency well um secondary behaviors um for anyone who may not know that's when your body tries to compensate as you're trying to get the words out so that's either you're blinking or you're shutting your eyes or you're stamping your foot or you're um i don't want to say swaying but like you're moving other body parts uh, as you try and force that sound out. I have a ton of them. <laughs> um, there was a time that I tried to avoid them, break the habit um, of relying on secondary behaviors. How they affect fluency? Well, they help me get words out. <laughs> um, and a lot of times now, um, I just, just want to mention one of my secondaries is shutting my eyes. And I have to admit, it's a way for me to hide myself. Um, so one thing you need to keep in practice when it comes to not doing secondary behaviors and practicing your speech tools, practicing controlling your stuttering. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, oh, nice flowers. Let me smell these. Mmm, smelly. Uh, they're yellow flowers. Not sure what they're called, but they're yellow. <laughs> uh, secondary behaviors, yeah. Uh, my thoughts on them, yeah, do they help with flu fluency? I guess they, they do, yeah. I mean, I just said that they did. Do they now, would there be a way that they don't help with fluency? Um, I guess in the, in the sense that, <coughs> excuse me, you're perpetuating the habit. Um, okay. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't mean to cough right in the mic, my 
microphone. Um, secondary behaviors. Um, the more that you do them, you know, the more you keep using a bad habit. Or the more you keep using a mechanism. So maybe it's not a bad habit, but a mechanism that compensates for lack of control. So I guess it depends on your wishes, right? Do you want to control your speech? Um, or do you not care, right? Because on this show, it's all about, you know, being comfortable in your own skin. Stutter, you know, with a big focus on... Um, uh, lost my train of thought. Um, um, with a big focus on, you know, accepting that you stutter and using it to your advantage, right? Um, nothing wrong with stuttering at all. <laughs> and in fact... You know, I find it as a blessing and all that. So, um, but knowing that, starting openly, right, lets me, um, I guess I find it easy to fall into the secondary habits because I know that sounds strange. I like stuttering. <laughs> a lot of times I like stuttering. It became a brand. <laughs> um, now, not to say that I don't have embarrassing moments with them, with my stuttering, but, you know, um, does it affect my fluency? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in that sense where I'm not gaining control. Now, there was a time that I did stop. I put in the effort to stop my secondaries, and it did help. It did, did help me. Um, I guess I was more patient with myself in getting words out. Um, I wasn't caught by surprise, I guess, as much as when I have, when I don't, no, when I have my secondaries. I'm not sure if I'm making sense here. Um, are secondaries good or bad? Like I said, depends on what your goals are. Because I know some people, they don't want to stutter. They hate it. They want it away. They want it gone. So if that's your... If that's your wish, then yeah, don't do secondaries. Um, you know. Moving on to the next question or the next comment. Well, yeah, question. They're all questions. Uh, this one I, I read in my previous episode uh, from Casey Joe Robbie. You explained that you stopped speech therapy at age 15, yet your fluency made great gains. What was your most helpful fluency strategy you used, and where or who did you learn it from? Excuse me, I'm going to cough again. <coughs> I think I have something stuck right in my throat. Teeny tiny piece. Um, yeah, at age 15 was... I mean, it's not that I stopped. So explain this in my previous episode. I didn't stop taking fluence, um, speech therapy. I just... That was the last time I had it. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if I'm... Uh, and nitpicky with grammar or syntax or whatever, but um, I think I was just too lazy to ever get speech therapy again. I'm a very, very lazy person. Hence why these episodes come out <laughs> so far apart lately. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and in fact, in... What would that be? 2005, 2006, I was going to seek speech therapy, um, but something stopped me. 
I was still like, no, I actually, I actually come to think, think of it that has nothing to do with laziness. It was more me being cheap because <laughs> um, I knew how much speech therapy costed. But, but also I wanted something more. But I didn't know what that was until a few years later. I learned about stuttering acceptance and making friends with stutterers, other people who stutter. Uh, that was when social media first came to be, and I learned all about where I learned about stuttering associations and stuttering conferences and stuttering meetups. That's when, you know, I started hanging out and everything changed. Now, this is getting into the answering the question, um, what was your most helpful fluency strategy you used and where did you learn it from? Mostly where did I learn it from? All these friends that I've made. <laughs> um, so in my last episode, I mentioned what my most helpful fluency strategy was and I don't remember what I said. How sad. I think motorcycles are cool, but not when they make that kind of a racket all the time in my backyard, in the road in my backyard. Um, <coughs> I wanted to, the reason why I brought this question back up was there was something else I wanted to add to my answer that I don't remember at all because you'd think that I would remember what my most fluency strategy was. To be honest, I spent most of my life switching words and, and avoiding words. Um, other fluency strategies, and I had no idea if I mentioned this in my last episode or not, was just practicing on certain words, keywords that I needed, that I felt I wanted to be fluent on, and mostly I mean my name and... Um, and um, words I needed to say in job interviews, uh, uh, like industry phrases that I would stutter on. Um, so I now, fortunately, I have a friend who is a speech therapist. So he coached me a bit, saying, "Oh, do this instead because your name is Daniele." So prolong the end or use light contacts on the end, Daniele. And I just practice, 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 right? So it becomes muscle memory, I guess. Man, I fell out of practice. <laughs> uh, another helpful fluency strategy, I think I mentioned this in my previous episode, was just take a deep breath and say what I need to say, whether slowly, you know. Um, which is which came from my speech therapy, the speech therapy that I had in the 80s. Um, but I was too impatient to speak slower, to speak slowly. <laughs> um, who did I learn it from? I mentioned that was the most helpful fluency strategy. Uh, the thing that I forgot to mention in my previous episode was the biggest fluency strategy that I ever had and I'm grateful for and it's I guess the term is backbone of this podcast the whole root of it the whole reason behind it was and I've already mentioned it just accepting that you stutter accepting that I stuttered uh, took the baby steps out of my comfort zone my speaking comfort zone Plucking up the courage to stutter openly when I give a coffee order or order tickets when I speak to a travel agent on the phone. Um, 
you know, going through all that, you know, when I try to stutter openly in the coffee order, but then at the last minute I eat chicken out, then I try again the next time, try again the next time, try again next time, and then poof, I'm doing it. And then I realize, oh, nobody cared. Nobody laughed at me. And then you get a boost in confidence. Then you do it again the next time, then you do it again next time. And then because I hung out with others who stutter, that also had a good attitude. So that's where changing your perceptions of stuttering comes in, which is the previous mess, previous uh, comment that I received from Maddie P. Um, that you know, stuttering isn't my fault. It's not something to be shameful about. I just stutter. Right? You're not going to tell someone, someone in a wheelchair to stop using the wheelchair. Just walk, right? I don't know why stuttering is the one disability that the people with the disability think that they need to hide or get rid of, you know. <coughs> um, hanging out with others that stutter, that have the positive attitude towards the stuttering encourages you. We are the company that we keep. You hang out with depressing people, you'll be depressed. You hang out with, you know, the bad kids, you'll be bad. When you hang out with positive people, you'll be positive. When you hang out with people of good influence, You'll have a, they'll have a good influence on you. Um, so it happens in any area of l- l- life. Um, and the third one, which is my favorite, when I first started this podcast back in 2007, 10 years ago, and I was uh, networking, speaking with people in the podcasting community here in Toronto, um, what really helped was me hearing from women to me telling me that I was very confident, very cool, very courageous, very awesome for having the courage to do a, co- a podcast now for any, for any guy to hear that from a woman, right? It really does boost not only the ego, the self esteem, the self confidence, so that also helps, right? The fact that I got myself out there, out of the comfort zone, um, and witnessed firsthand that people truly don't care that I stutter, um, and that people still want to hang out with me, they still want to talk to me. Um, that made a huge, huge impact, and it's something I've been encouraging. <coughs> Excuse me. I really gotta get back home and drink. <laughs> this throat's dry. I've been encouraging on this podcast for ten years, and in my book, "Stuttering is Cool: A Guide to Stuttering in a Fast-Talking World," has comics in it. All my tips: stutteringiscool.com for all the details on how to order. It comes directly from me, so if you want me to sign it, I will <laughs> help boost my ego further. Last but not least, Linda Hercott. I had met her at the CSA conference, Canadian Stunning Association, last year, the year before that, last year. Great podcast, Daniela. Thank you. Thank you for keeping it natural and authentic. Would you think that if you stutter openly and with confidence that your thoughts are more easily expressed? Yep, of course. <laughs> uh, simply because um, I'm not afraid to stutter. 
Um, I'm not a, a, like because I'm not afraid to stutter. I won't be enticed to switch words or not to talk or to hold back, right? Because if you're afraid to speak, right, you're not going to say much. So a lot of times you won't express everything you needed to say. You probably just you know cut yourself short and that's it, right? You won't you won't give a hundred percent. You won't give a hundred percent of the message that you wanted to give. Uh, Linda continues. When I think of having to use techniques consciously to try to speak fluently and put your thoughts into speech at the same time, so that means um, using your speech tools, uh, or maybe you're trying to switch words. So Linda's not specific here. Um, that it must be tiring and stressful to talk. I look forward to your response. Thank you. Uh, so thank you for actually, actually thank you everybody <laughs> for your questions. Uh, I really did enjoy receiving them and waiting this long to answer them. I'm sorry. That you know that's very rude of me. I mean, you guys took the time to write this, and well, truth be known, I didn't realize I had comments on my website <laughs> until the last episode. I go, oh crap all these messages um, must be tiring and stressful to talk um, it does take a lot of energy for us to speak um, because your body is trying to speak one way um, um, you know and when you're trying to control your stuttering um, no matter what speech tool you use, whether you're trying to actually stutter on purpose in order to keep control, um, or even if you're not using any speech tools and you're just stuttering openly, it's still a lot of energy. Um, you know, I haven't really ever thought why, to be honest. And, um, is it because... I'm always having to breathe a lot. <laughs> always, you know, things are blocking, you know, and the body's all pent up with energy and then it gets released. Um, is it stressful? I guess it depends on the situation. I mean, um, this the situation and how you're feeling, right? Like, uh, I could be speaking to a romantic interest. I could be speaking to a superior. I could be in a stressful situation. Maybe I'm giving a complaint to somebody um, you know whatever the situation is right I mean it all depends right um, is it stressful all the time I guess not I mean even when I'm out with friends you know sometimes it is frustrating when stuttering gets in the way and it and you know it interrupts me speaking in mid-conversation um, like when I'm really really excited I stutter a lot so I'm really trying to get the words in. And I mentioned that I am impatient. So I really want to say what I need to say. And sometimes, yes, I stop myself. So I don't even say everything that I need to say. Just because I get impatient. <laughs> right? Now that's my choice. Is Now, is it right to do that? Is it wrong to do that? I really don't know. This is uh, the part where... I get philosophical, I guess, right? Um, I mean, it's not right because I don't end up expressing my self. Um, but it's not murder, mur murder. <laughs> it's not the same as murder. You know, I'm not hurting anybody. But in the end, yeah, it depends, right? I mean, 
if I'm on a, if I'm giving a 911 call, there's an emergency. I'm talking to the police, trying to give all the information, and I'm too afraid to stutter and I stop, or if I'm too impatient and I don't give all the information, yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> um, so, but I try to, but I try not to do that. <clears throat> Something that that I feel I always need to be in practice. Right, stuttering is not easy, um, and especially you know, like the subtitle of my book, we're in a fast-talking world, and all that. So. Uh, yeah, patience, never a strong point for me. Something I've been working on for a very long time. So thank you, Linda. And thank you, Casey, and thank you, Maddie, for your kind uh, questions, taking the time. I know I said that already, and I want to hear from everybody else, and I promise I will reply in the next episode. Because <laughs> now I'm printing them out. Um, Coolstutter at gmail.com is the email address to write but preferably record no two three minutes if you're someone who stutters a lot you know it takes a while for you to get your syllables out don't worry about the time limit on this episode i mean on this podcast you can speak any way you want so now you don't have to stutter you don't have to speak fluent you don't have to use the speech tools if you want to use the speech tools if you want to stutter as much whatever whatever you like no judgment whatsoever none not on this show uh, okay now the mosquitoes are coming out it's time for me to go back home so I can take a drink of water and trying to think if I have any parting words to say. Uh, let's see, I've mentioned the Montreal conference, the Toronto conference. <coughs> the previous episode I mentioned other conferences, so you can look for that one. So I guess I'm done. Look forward to receiving your comments and questions. I hope I didn't ramble too on and on and I wasn't breathing too heavily into the microphone. Okay, all done. Okay. Uh, hope to oh okay here one thing stuttersocial.com check it out if you haven't checked it out already group video chats with people who stutter so circling back to the part where I talk about hanging out with others who stutter in case you don't have anybody to hang out with in your immediate geographical area because it tends to be very difficult to meet others in your immediate geographical area with stutter social yep you can meet Four times a week, I believe it is, every week, with people who stutter from all over the world in English. <laughs> Details at stuttersocial.com. And just want to remind you again, my book, Stuttering is Cool, a guide to stuttering in a fast-talking world. It has comics, and it's all my tips and trips, ticks, tick, tricks. Wait. <laughs> tricks and tip, tips on how to how to live with stuttering. It's it's I find it's a lot easier than trying to pass off as fluent. Um, now going back to Linda's question about able to communicate myself openly, 
or however she worded it. Uh, memory ain't what it used to be. It ain't what it used to be. So until uh, until my next episode in two weeks, which means uh, yeah, the end of summer. Oh boy, summer just started here, and now it's already gone. <laughs> I hope our fall is nice. Oh well. Well, until then, may your stuttering always be with confidence. And keep cool. <laughs> Look at me trying to be cool. Anywho, oh, here comes the wind. Anywho, ciao.